You're listening to Chew on That, and here's what we're chewing on today. What do you do? What do you do when you sin against the holy God? That's what I love about the Bible. It has the answer. Look at 1 Peter 5, verse 10. In fact, I would love for us to read this out loud. It's up on the screen. Would you read it with me nice and loud? And after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has you to the eternal glory of Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. Do you know who restores you? God does. Hey, welcome to Chew On That. My name is Pastor Keith, and you're joining us for a podcast where we dig deeper into the most recent sermon from the current sermon series happening here at Life Church in Green Bay. Hey, we are discussing week number two from the sermon series, The Rise After the Fall. Again, my name is Pastor Keith, and joining me today is... Pastor Dallas, hello, how are you? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, I was waiting yeah, for the accent. Megan, th- hello. I even thought I set that up good, too. Oh, sorry. Oh, I, I, I did bring my friend Arnold. I'm here. Hello, how are you? <laughs> sorry. Yeah, okay, go away. I, I, I think that's my favorite of your... Of your uh, act, yeah, that's a What are the impersonations Imperson- that you try to try to land? I, I, I mean... I, I think that one's the closest one to the to the landing, landing spot. How dare you? <laughs> Uh, I, no, that I was think good. I land very well. That was a compliment. <laughs> that was a compliment. Anyway, uh, Megan, how are you feeling today? Uh, you know, so-so. I feel like there's a lot of little bug things going around. It doesn't help that we our state doesn't want to go into spring no, yet. No, I know. If it <laughs> would just help. be 72 and yeah. sunny, I think. We get a 60-day. We're like, yeah, bring out the shorts. And they're Woo! like, and the next day, snow. We're like, what is Happening. Yeah. yeah. Brutal. <laughs> my, my, I was like sinusy on Sunday. Um, and, and Shelby said, like during rehearsal, she's like, well, that's because the weather's been doing this up and down thing. That's, you're going to, you know, the, so yeah, I, 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 I like the weather changing is definitely yeah. my sinuses and like my nose is drippy in the morning, but not at night. And yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you, uh, you say you're not feeling that good. So, um, thanks for showing up today. You're welcome. I'm, I'm a team player. I'm guessing you're going to leave right after this. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, what, should we just get into it then? Yeah, yeah. let's do it. All right. <laughs> Megan's like, yes. Yeah. yes. <laughs> As she has this bottle of Pepto-Bismol next to her. Yes. <laughs> let's get into this. A really bad decision starts with a thousand little bad decisions leading up to it. If we're honest, we know we all have issues that have been building for a long time. Peter was the same way. Peter was a liar. Peter was two-faced. Peter had a temper. Now, some of you might be thinking, yes, Pastor Lee, but Pastor Sean always tells us, the Bible tells us Jesus accepts me just the way I am, warts and all. Yes, Pastor Sean is right. Pastor Sonny is right. Jesus accepts you where you are, but he is not content to leave you there. He wants you to deal with your issues. I, I love that. And that's very, very true. And I don't think a lot of people realize that, that um, you know, uh, a sin starts with a lot of little sins, mm-hmm. a lot of little things. Um, the question that I always remember is like, how did I get here? How did I get to this place? And I've heard people say that to me. I just don't know how I got here. And it's and that's the always the uh, question I ask them is, well, can you retrace your steps? Because there is always something that started here. And sometimes we have to identify the roots to it. 
you have to pull the roots out and identify it. Don't just cut it, pull it. Um, because you're going to find that there's some things that you didn't realize lead you to it that you're like, oh, yeah, I guess it does. Because some things may to other people may be harmless, but to you, it's not harmless. It actually is a trigger. Mm, yeah, that's good. And so just even being self-aware mm-hmm. enough, I feel like, because that's just it. It's like, well, what's going on in my life now? That's the little tiny things. And you start thinking through it and it's like, well, is that little tiny thing so bad? But are you being self-aware enough to even notice all of the things that are happening? Are you being completely faithful mm-hmm. um, to the word? And and what are some things you're feeling kind of that like, probably shouldn't do this. And, it, you know, yeah. who, who do you ask? Because if you ask somebody and they're not really a Jesus person, they're going to be like, oh, bro, what's wrong with that? Exactly. Right? It's, it, and that, I, I think we talked about that last week is just making sure you surround yourself with some good Jesus people who will be honest and real with you and, and love you enough to say, hey, you should probably stop doing this. I think that's really, really key because they will – highlight something where you're like, oh yeah, I guess so. I get I, I didn't didn't think it was that bad. And like it may not be that bad, but it sounds like when you do that, it always leads to this. Mm. You know, and so like for me, I don't need to be on my phone past 10 o'clock. Uh for some people are like, what's wrong with that? It's it's nothing wrong with it, but I can't do it. Yeah. Because especially when everyone's asleep, I'm pretty much by myself. And and uh, I have I know myself enough to go, okay, get off your phone. Yeah. Lay down, go to sleep, you know. So and so that again is harmless to other people, but to me it's it's a trigger. It's mm-hmm. a, it's it's one of those little tiny things that lead to other little tiny things. Yeah. The with the thousand the thousand little cuts um tear down a person or what it's like you don't tear down a tree in one swing. An axe repeatedly hits the base of the tree and um yeah, that's that's, that's, I mean, I wish I had more to expand on that, but mm-hmm. yeah, that's the, the synapsis of, of my life. And I think probably the synapsis of most anybody's life. Like I can keep it together for, uh, for a little bit. Like I, like I can keep it together for a podcast, but like when you're done with the podcast, Megan, you're going to go home, you know, <laughs> like the, I can keep it together for this, but then it's all these little things that can tear a person down. And, but, but I, I did like too, how pastor Lee said, you know, Jesus Jesus takes you with all of it, you know, all, all these little things that are your little defects in your, in your character and your personality, all the things that at night could keep me awake saying, gosh, I wish I wouldn't have said that. I wish I wouldn't have acted like that. You know, um, God knows you, knows your heart. And, um, and no matter how, how bad it's gone, he always wants you. Mm -hmm. He's pursuing you even at times when you're not pursuing him. Yeah. And, yeah, life life is, uh, life's tricky. Mm-hmm. Life is a bunch of little axes hitting at the base of your tree, and the 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 point and purpose is to just not collapse. Yeah, but when you do, fall into God. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. Totally. You know what I've found in the last ten years. There are blessings in being broken and humble. God does his best work then. Psalm 34 says, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. There's something beautiful that happens when you are broken. 
That's when Jesus walks up and he puts a robe on you. The Bible says he clothes us in righteousness, a righteous robe. Um, I, 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 um, I, I, we didn't really talk about Pastor Lee as much, but you know, he, I, what I liked about this message is I loved how vulnerable he was. This, mm-hmm. So Pastor Lee um, was a pastor in, um, in the Arizona area and uh, c- took a church of nothing and, and, and took it to the thousands. But in the midst of that, he kind of had what started off as an emotional affair that kind of almost became a physical affair and got, but um, got, I mean, it got to the point, it got really, really close. And I don't know if, I don't know if he says it, if he got caught or, or anything like that. But anyways, he, you know, he was kind of removed from his position and, um, and he talks about that brokenness. Yeah, that that sometimes we can look at, at at being broken or or falling into sin or as as we we lost, we're done. But but God can do something with that brokenness. Again, just like Pastor Keith said, if we go to God with our brokenness, sometimes we don't. Sometimes we like to wallow in it. Sometimes we like to stay in it and yeah. be in it. And God goes, no, just give it to me. I even I, I think two days I was. I was wallowing in something, I don't know. And I was writing in my journal, which I have been, I've been doing it guys. <laughs> I've, been, <laughs> I've been back at it. I, I, um, I had to remind myself of 1 Peter 5, 7 to cast all your cares on him because he cares for you. He cares about your brokenness. He doesn't want you to wallow. He doesn't want you to stay in it. He wants you to be redeemed. He wants you like this, this series. He wants you to rise from that fall and be better because of it. Yeah, and... I love how Pastor Lee said, sometimes the best thing for you is to be broken. And you're like, why? Why do I have to be broken in order to be better? That seems painful. And the truth is you've built something that God didn't intend, right? You've built your little structure and it works for you. And you're, you're kind of living in a place that God never meant for you. And so when you break, when you collapse, you finally, you can't live in that structure anymore. And that's when he comes, he picks you up by the hand, he puts his robe on you and he says, stop sinning and follow me, right? Yeah. Why does God allow these things to happen? I think Megan said it perfectly. I think that we get this structure, we we get this way of living. And I think that brokenness goes, man, I need, I, I can't, it can't do it my way anymore. I need to do it your way. And I think that that's the dependence on him. Mm. And I love it. I mean, there's a scripture where, where Jesus says, you know, um, they say, uh, you know, do not, um, commit adultery. But I say, if you look at a woman lustfully, you already had, or if, uh, you know, do not, um, do not murder. But if you, if you, you know, I think you fight with someone, you might, you already did it with your heart and you read that scripture and you go, well, Jesus, why are you trying to make it harder? And I think the the point was Jesus saying, I don't want you to th- get to a point where you think you can do all this without me. Mm. And so it's like he hired, he raised the bar to say, oh, 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 you haven't committed adultery yet. Good, good. Have you thought about someone lustfully? Then you have. And he's saying that because it's a heart issue, yeah. not a not a physical issue. Yep. And you're going to find that your heart can do so much. Thousand little so, cuts. Yes, thousand little so cuts. So when you read a line like that, is that a uh, is that a punishing God? That says that. Do you do you hear a punishing voice? 
Or do you hear a, a, a comforting voice? W- with that? Yeah. Oh, I, I, I hear comforting because I have to ask the question, wait, why? Yeah, I hear, a, lo- I hear a loving one too, but I know that um, culture would have you think that God is, God is one that likes to smite. Right. Yeah. And, and so that's a good line that somebody could misconstrued mm-hmm. or interpret as, well, see, your God, your God doesn't, your God doesn't love you. Your God's, your God, he's setting this impossible benchmark mm-hmm. for you. Because he doesn't want you to do it without him. I think sometimes we could be like, uh, like, like kids, honestly. I mean, we say sheep, that's used a lot, but kids, I mean, to the point where you, you want to help a kid do something and they go, I got it. Yeah. And like, but, and, and, and they'll go, no, I know how to do it. And I'll go, I, I, here's the thing. I'm, I've done what you're going to attempt to do a million times. Can I just help you please? And then they fall, not like physically fall, but they just, it doesn't work. And then they go, fine, fine. You can help me. And you're like, cool. I didn't, I didn't want to get to this. Right. I, I wanted to walk this. You, yeah, yeah. I wanted to walk you through this and, yeah. and things like that. But I think, I think we can be like that where God's like, no, let me do it with you. And you're like, I got it. I'm not an idiot God. Okay. I can figure sin out, you know? <laughs> And then that scripture comes up and you're like, now you're just being a jerk, God. Like, why are you doing this? Okay, I already figured it out. And it's like, I don't want you to figure it out. I want you to do it with you. Mm. I want you to come to me. I don't want you to go to guilt and shame. I want you to come to me and let me redeem you and restore you. You know, like, I love the word righteous, right standing, standing, being right standing with God. But I remember before uh, being a believer, hearing the word righteous and not liking that word. Because to me, if you said you were righteous, you might as well say you're better than me. Yeah, you're you're being pompous. Yeah, Yeah. oh, you're righteous. And Uh and they they think, oh, I'm righteous. No, no, no. I'm righteous because of him. Yeah. Because I I position myself to just be with him. To be in right state. I don't know why I sound like I'm yelling. <laughs> Very passionate. I mean, if we're it's just like, I mean, I feel really tired today too. So I feel really? like Dallas is really picking yeah. up the. <laughs> you go, Dallas. Yeah. So, like, don't, You're don't, yeah, team. don't, don't back out. Don't back yeah. off. Here. Water, water, coffee. <laughs> yeah. well, I, I didn't have coffee this morning. Neither did I. Yeah. Needless to say. Anyway. So, but no, that's, that's, I would say like, that is the thing is, is I think we, we think of broken as final. Yeah. And it's wow. not. Yeah. It's not final. Broken is is beginning. Mm. You know? Um, and I you know, it's I'm sorry, I know I'm talking a lot. No, please do. But uh <laughs> I love a person who sees something broken and says, I can do something with that. Yeah. It kind of gets yeah. you excited when you when you see something final and they and they go, Oh no, 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 that's not done yet. I could do something. You know, and then they start telling you. Oh yeah, I could I could take this and move this over here and, and I'll remove this and add this and then they restore it. And you're like, whoa, I was just gonna throw this away. You know, like those and, and it's it's yeah. a very interesting. That's what God does with our life. Yeah. We go, it's broken. I'm I've done the worst things. He goes, No, 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 do you understand? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna remove the guilt and the shame and I'm gonna give you boldness and a testimony and all these things, and it's gonna be something where like, well, I was just gonna throw it away. Do you think is that why um Christians have gotten a label of like, we're Jesus freaks, right? Mm-hmm. You're freaky for Jesus. <laughs> Cause you're just so, because there's something about having been broken, having been brought stripped down to your absolute core yeah. and realizing that there is a God who loves you literally so much that he doesn't blame you at all. He just wants to be there in relationship with you. And you're like, how do I not talk? How do I not be excited about this? How do I not post yeah. this on my Instagram every day? Like there's something so, I don't even know. It's just like, it's the, 
best feeling because that's what we want. We yes. want to be loved. Yes, <laughs> right? and, and, and it is. And when, that, and when they moves in your life, you're like, and I guess, yeah, you're totally right because then you're like, man, you talk about Jesus a lot, but like, no, you don't understand yeah. how much Jesus has done for my life. Like yeah. right. I am, it's not even just a sin thing. It's the calling thing. It's, it's the, you don't, like people, people don't understand how, not like this I was. Right. Like to the point where huh. years and years ago, if someone was like, hey, come do a podcast with us, I was like, uh-uh. Yeah. Like it would <laughs> like it would be a podcast where you guys would be like, uh, do you have anything to say, Dallas? And I'm like, um, yeah, um, I I I agree. Like it would be that. It would be <laughs> it that. Sounds more like Michael Jackson. <laughs> Dallas's former life sounded like Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. Bubbles, no. <laughs> He's just a monkey. Okay, sorry. Um, <laughs> but that's, honestly, I was such oh a shy and timid and weird, quirky kid. I see it in my son a lot too. I, I help brush his teeth in the morning and he does this thing where he looks in the mirror and he does weird faces. And I used to do that as a kid where my mom would be like, knock yep. it off. And I'm like, it's just, I just like to be weird. And so, because that made me timid and honestly, God coming in my life, and calling me to ministry and calling me to like do greater things than I expected makes me go, wow, like you've transformed my life. Mm. Like I am just not the man I used to be. And you know that because when you bump into people who you knew you before Jesus, they're like, whoa, you are totally different. Yeah. And he gets all the credit for it. Yeah. I, 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 I'm, I'm the way I am because I just firsthand saw, um, saw a miracle happen. And when you see, when you see a miracle, it's, it's impossible to unsee it. Yeah. It's, it's impossible. And so when you, when a miracle happens before your eyes, it's either dumb luck and coincidence or, or it's God. And I don't know. Coincidence doesn't make sense mm -hmm. with what I saw. Yeah. You know? And, and I think, I think a lot of us, if you're listening, I think that all of us have th these moments in our lives that you saw something that couldn't be explained. Mm -hmm. They just, it, it, there's no other explanation. If it, God is the simplest explanation and mm. he's the most logical one. Yeah. And so when that happened in my life and I saw a transformation happen, um, there, you just can't go back to the, you can't, once you, once you're a pickle, you're never going to be a cucumber again. Huh. And that's how, that's how I, that's how I live my life for Christ. Am I perfect? No. And when you listen to scriptures like that, you're like, oh gosh, well in my head, that's a, that's a minefield some days. Then mm. maybe I'm not worthy for this, Yeah, but I am. Mm -hmm. God sets the bar high. So I never master it. Yep. You know, so I, so I never, I never get to a point where I'm like, nah. See, I'm a black belt now, man. Mm. I don't, don't need, need God. I don't need no more training. Oh, wow. And it's, it, that's not the case. Yeah. And yeah, you could read a scripture like that and be like, well, God sets an impossible, uh, impossible benchmark. And yeah, Christ is an impossible benchmark to hit. Yep. Mm -hmm. But yet I woke up this morning and I'm still going to try. Mm -hmm. And, and tomorrow I'll try it the same. And yeah, it's. It's interesting that the the per, the perception when you read a a line that I can only hear narrated in a loving tone, mm -hmm. but also have it be 
wildly interpreted yeah. as a as a negative overbearing tone. I, I want to use an illustration with that because I think this really sums up because I, again, I think it is hard for us to go like, okay, you know, yes, I need Jesus, but man, I do want to kind of do something by, you know, by myself. So on Sundays in kids ministry, we have a basketball court and on Wednesdays for youth ministry, we, we, we raise it up to like, you know, normal height, but on Sundays we lower it to like seven feet. And so for someone who's six foot three, I mean, it's dunking all day. And so there's moments that my son, Logan, that I was just talking about, who likes to do weird, you know, faces in the mirror like I used to, uh, will throw the ball up in the air. But there was a day that he threw up the ball to try to make it in and it missed, but I dunked it. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, whoa. <laughs> and then he tried to shoot it again, missed. I dunked it. Like the third time, instead of just trying to shoot it, he just threw it up knowing that I would grab it and dunk it. Mm. And like, that's how we have to look at a relationship with Jesus is going, I know you can do it all. So I'm just going to keep going to you and giving it to you, knowing you can take care of the rest. Yeah. And, and like, that's what our relationship is. That's what dependence is, is going like not in. And again, people will say that's weak. People will say that, uh, oh, there's a phrase that they used to say, oh, oh crutch. Oh, it's a crutch, you know? And it's like, yeah, because I don't want to live for me anymore. I love what God's doing through me and what, what my mind, my words, my actions, my responses. Like, I like that more than before me. Again, before me was, oh, hi, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> I do, I do kind of sound like Michael a little bit. <laughs> Anyways, that was, but that's before Jesus. Yeah. So, so, so for me, I rather, I rather just go, you know, what? I don't want to do me. I don't like me without you. So here you go and take care of the rest. We think God is lucky to have us on his team. We start thinking our sin isn't really a big deal. And the Bible says, if we say we have no sin, the truth is not in us. Yeah. The Bible says our righteousness, what we can pull out, that is like a filthy rag to God. Our good works never save us. We need the righteousness of Jesus to cover us up. Then God sees you as a son or daughter of the king. You know, have you guys ever heard of the term virtue signaling? It's like essentially where you do something good and you're just like waving your little flag of what you do that's good, right? Oh, yes. And people do this a lot. Like, um, you they know. They do fake ones, don't they? Yeah, like whatever <laughs> whatever the trendy thing is right uh -huh. now, right? Like the thing that we all really need to care about. Like, yes. And then it's on their webpage and it's on their Instagram. And if it's a business, they're making a t-shirt for it and, and whatever. And- that's, God doesn't like, first of all, God doesn't need us to do that. No. But second of all, that isn't how it works mm -hmm. when it comes to God. So you don't have to go in front of God and be like, oh, look how good I am. Look at what I'm doing. Look how much money I'm donating. Look at it. I'm donating at the mm -hmm. homeless shelter. Like God doesn't need you, first of all, to go spinning your wheels like that. Um, do what God tells you to do. Yeah. If God is putting it on your heart, man, I really want to go help um, feed the homeless or feed people. Okay, awesome. You don't have to put that on your webpage or your Instagram. You can just go and, and mm -hmm. do that, right? Yeah. And um, I like that Pastor Lee is kind of getting to that point because I think it's a message 
probably we forget mm-hmm. or um, it gets it gets easy to be like, well, I knew I know who I used to be and what I used to do. And now I'm so much better. And I do all of these like way better things and like really good things. Right. Like mm-hmm. I'm not saying that it's uh, not great to donate money or whatever, but um, who are you trying to show off for and who are you trying to impress? I think that's the ultimate yeah. question. I, I, it's okay. I'm going to be as discreet as I can because um, I, I he, he used a scripture. Our righteousness is like filthy rags. Mm. And I had um, I remember being a part of a, hearing a message where someone looked up the original language for filthy rag, and I would I would highly suggest look it up. It's not like a rag where you wipe the back of your neck and you're like that's our righteousness. No, he he's talking about. Something that females have to periodically use. Oh, like that's what he's saying. And so again, it, going back to even that correlates with, with the, the message, uh, the scripture I was talking about before is our righteousness, what mm. we present to God. He's like, that's compared to my righteousness. That's kind of gross, yeah. you know? And so, and again, it's not to go like, well, well, I tried God. Okay. Like I'm trying, like, he's like, just, I need you just to come to me. Yeah. You're just, your righteousness. It's your doing all the things I need you to do is come to me <laughs> and then let yeah. me do what I need to do in your life. Uh, and that again, like we were talking about earlier, that's hard for people to do. That's hard for people to like, you, no, no, there's, there's a trick. There's that's something. That's not right. That, no, you're, you're telling that can't me. can't be true. You're trying to tell me he, he doesn't want me to do like, that's lazy. That's irresponsible. And it's no, it's, it's, it's trusting God with, with his word, trusting God with your life. Not saying like, I'm not doing anything until God tells me. No, it's not that. It's just saying, I'm going to God with everything. I'm depending on him. I'm throwing it up and let him do the rest. Yeah. Yeah. Going, yeah. Going to God with everything that that's, that's a, that's a lesson right there. That's a, that's a thing that I don't know. I think that I don't think any of us really master at, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I, I go to God with things much quicker than I did 10 years ago or 20 years ago, especially, but it's still a hang up for me sometimes, you know, like even in my head, I know if I, if I give this to God, honestly and truthfully, it'll go away. Mm-hmm. But then the human nature side of life kicks in and, you know, I, 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 I don't want to let it go completely. Like, I don't like disliking people. Like, I, mm. I really, that's like, that's a soul sucker on me. I will, I will mope around if like I'm wronged and I'm getting feelings of like disliking somebody. Mm. And, and I, I was talking to a, a, a life group I'm in a couple of weeks ago and I was like, you know, three days is my limit. Like on the third day, if I'm still feeling like this, like there has to be an abrupt, like, all right, seriously, I got to stop. Mm. But like. I know that it three days sounds like a long time, but it's a lot better than it was, you know, 20 years ago when I held on to resentment for years. Yeah. You know, I, I, I drew hatred on people. Mm-hmm. So three days for me now, it's still not where I want to be. Yeah. But it's, um, it's progress. And that's mm-hmm. like what these scriptures remind me. Like, like even if you, even if you're looking at a woman, Mm-hmm. consider that adultery. Well, as a guy, you're like, well, my gosh, yep. that's really difficult. I'm done for. That's like, that's like, that's mm-hmm. really, so like I'm that, an adulterer. At, all the time. Mm-hmm. And so then you start con- like cognitively thinking like, okay, I just, yeah, that's something I should, 
I should focus on. I should work on this. Mm-hmm. And it's not you. It's not an overnight become perfection thing. Yeah. As as some listeners, I feel like yeah. I feel like just like I just brought that up because like I just felt like that that needed to be said. You know, with with that scripture in particular, like you talked about, Talos. Mm-hmm. Like guys, we you know, eyes wandering guys isn't 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 the best. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not good for it's not good for you, and it's not good for the person on the receiving end. Mm-hmm. But you know, if I say if you if you do that, like right now, you're a horrible person. Well, why don't you just start easing back on it? Yeah, noticing that you're doing these things and easing back, and that goes with all sin. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it, it'd be real tough if, as a sinner, you came to Christ and then someone threw a Bible at you and said, "All right." You got about four hours to get this down. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you know it's, that's just not how life works. Yeah, that's just not how it works. Um, mm. And so for me, like when I when I bring resentment in particular, I'm, I'm not a particularly angry person. I, there were seasons in my life prior to Jesus that I was a very angry person, mm-hmm. and I got into a fair amount of confrontations and 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 fights, and I, I don't anymore. Mm-hmm. But I know that I could be if I if I start straying from God, if I start going away from God, I can I can, it won't be long before I turn back into that guy. Yeah, you know, it's, I'm not I'm not that far removed two decades, and I'm still not that far removed from being that guy. Mm-hmm. And the more I I get into His Word and prayer and meditate and try to be better, really, just don't beat myself up, you know. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, if yesterday wasn't a wasn't a great day for you as a listener. That's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, make amends where you, where you can say yeah. your sorries and just be a little bit better today. Yeah. Something that kind of tides me through a lot of that is knowing for a fact that God delights in the process. Yes. He loves the journey mm-hmm. and to know that he is with you through all of those steps. And, um, as you're going, you're like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going forward. I'm doing this mm-hmm. thing. Right. Like Actually, God loves that. And it's like, uh, now with my toddler, I'm like, oh, I get it. Mm -hmm. I get that. Like, I'm delighting in this process. Like, I don't always love all the things that come along with the process, right? Like, there's, you know, diapers and um, waking up in the middle of the night and all of that. But, like, I'm delighting in this process of raising a human. And so I get that. I'm like, okay, God, hmm, I see you. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, don't, don't beat yourself over the head too much because there's a journey to be had and it's a good journey and there it's a plan that will prosper you because there's a future for you. Yeah. I, um, (laughs) you, you, you saying that made me realize that, uh, I went to a, I I go to a skate park. I, I, starting in December, I started skateboarding again. Jabasso? Jabasso. Yes. Um, and, uh, I, I go every Friday, um, because that's usually when, uh, just adults go <laughs> like, Friday, not, like Fridays at, the way, kid. At, like at noon, uh, nice. and, you know, so it's guys who go on their lunch break, things like that. But you know, this, it was a spring break. So I went and there was kids there, but there's these two kids and they were probably like my oldest daughter who's 12, probably around her age, 12, 13. And they're dropping in on these half pipes. Like it's nothing. They're just dropping in, going, dropping in, going. 
And I've never been able to do that. I was always afraid to do it. I was always afraid to kind of go. And so there's a little, like, there's a tiny ramp. Like it, it might be a size of a table, the height uh, that is over to the side. And it's, it's really for people like, if you want to start dropping in on a half pipe, man, this is where you kind of start. So they're playing over there. They're, and But like, they're not learning. They're just mastering this, you know, doing tricks and trying to do like where they, mm. they go down and when they come up, they do a trick and try to land it. And they're like, you know, they're trying like three or four steps above what I'm doing. And so I just get like, vulnerable with them. I just go, yeah, I've never been able to do that. And they, instead of going like, huh, that stinks. You're never going to get it, old man. They go, oh, it's easy. Oh, it's all you got to do is this. And they come up to me and they're teaching me. Mm. So they, they go, all you got to do is this. And then slap your board down. Like you're smashing a bug. Like you just got to slap it down. He was that easy. And I said, all right. So they're, they, they don't leave. They're with me now. And so I'm, I'm trying and I, I go and I don't make it. I fall down. They're like, oh no, you almost had it. Come on, (laughs) do it again. Do it again. So I get back up. I have it for a second. And then like, I just, I just kind of get off my board and they're like, oh, you are so close. You got to do it again. You got to do it again. And so I do it a third time and I, I make it. And they go, yeah. And they're banging their board and all that stuff. They're like so excited <laughs> for me. And then they keep pushing me. They're like, all right, now you got you to do it again. All right, all right, now you got to do it on a bigger half pipe. Like try a bigger one and, and all this stuff. And then like I'm, I'm feeling like I'm feeling the energy. I'm like, I am like super excited. I can do this now. Like I'm 38, but I can do it. <laughs> and, and, um, they have this bowl there, like, and it's really cool. But like, I'm looking at like it's the bottom of a cliff, <laughs> and these guys are like, "You can do it," and I'm and I'm like, "Okay." And one kid, one of the two kids, goes, "Maybe you should go get some knee pads." <laughs> I go, "Okay, okay, I get some Just knee pads, you know." And and so I get knee pads. They're like, "All right, now you got it." And I haven't gotten it yet, but man, these kids were so encouraging. And I loved it so much that, you know what it did? It motivated me to keep trying and keep yeah. trying and keep trying. And that's what God, God wants to be with you. And when you fall, he goes, oh, that's all right. You, you, let's just do it again. Let's do it again. And like, that's what I love. And again, the righteousness, you know, like filthy rags. I think the reason that the scriptures say that again, not to make you feel bad, but when you sin, go to God. Don't carpent, car, carpent, Ah, carp- I can't say the word. It's I don't know what word you're, tr- you're carp- going for. Carpentalize. Compartmentalize. Putting things in two compartments. People are listening right now going, oh my gosh. <laughs> but we'll do that. We'll do that. We'll go like, yeah, I sinned, but I didn't kill anybody. Or yeah, I, yeah. yeah I, I lied, but I, I didn't cheat on my wife. And it's like. All righteousness is like filthy rags. Yeah. Like it doesn't go to, just go to God. Yeah. And the thing is, is God's not going to scorn you. He's going to, he's going to help you. He's going to pick you up. He's going to, he's going to meet you more than halfway. He's, he's going to be there to help you keep going. I don't agree with the pastor coming back after he's done something like that. I can appreciate that. But perhaps you're contradicting a major strategy that God uses. God uses people who have failed. (laughs) It's all throughout the Bible. Next time you think God can't use you anymore, just remember this. Noah was a drunk. In fact, Noah was a naked drunk. Genesis chapter 9. 
you know you've got a problem if every time you get drunk, somehow you end up naked as well. How many agree? That's a drunk drunk. <laughs> Abraham was old. Jacob was a liar. Leah was ugly. I mean, Joseph was a daydreamer. Moses stuttered. Gideon was afraid. Samson was a womanizer. Rahab was a prostitute. Jeremiah was always crying. David had an affair. And then he murdered the husband. David. God goes, there's a man after my own heart. Jonah ran from God. Naomi was a widow. Job fought for bankruptcy. John the Baptist ate locusts. The disciples fell asleep while praying. Martha worried about everything. The Samaritan woman was divorced. Zacchaeus was too short. Paul was too religious. Timothy was too young. Pastor Sean's a little crazy, but God uses them all, and he can use you too. Give the Lord a big hand. Well, so that's a, like a long list of of. I guess in my brain, as I was hearing it, I've heard it a couple times now. Well, some of those are really big sins, and then some of those are like, I mean, he ate locusts. Like, that, <laughs> he was ugly. Is, uh, yeah, he's ugly. Yeah. Like, is that was that really? Is that like a <laughs> like? Is the context of that like? Is that is that the bad one? I feel, like <laughs> I, feel, I feel like he has nothing to do with that. <laughs> I feel like that just happened, right? Yeah. Um, but so uh, the I think the point of it though is that the the Bible is full of of what people would deem like Mount Rushmore all-stars in, yeah. in, in Christ's army. And they all, they all were mess ups. Yep. You know, every last one of them. I, 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 I love that. And we didn't pull a soundbite from this, but pastor Lee said, Hey, the, the whole, no, Sean, I think it was Sean last week. He yep. said, there ain't a single person in this book that you want marrying your daughter. Yeah. <laughs> They're all losers. Yes. I was like, wow, that's bold. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, but that's, but that's it. I mean, like, yeah, why, why do I think that my sin uh, disqualifies me when the book is full of people that have sinned in a lot of regards worse than me? Yeah. Um, while yeah. sin is all the same. Uh, but, you know, sin is sin. But like like what you were saying, Dallas, like, well, at least I didn't kill a person. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Why do you think that whatever you did disqualified you? Because people that did kill people were are, are, are remembered for all of eternity on earth here. A hundred percent. They're written in the annals of, of a book that will never be destroyed. Yep. Of all the billions upon billions upon billions of people that have walked this earth, there's only a handful in the book that's actually, that's talked about, you know, yep. there's a finite amount of people in the yeah. book, but they made the cut. Yeah. You know, so why, why would your, why would your sin disqualify you? Mm-hmm. Like, why do you think that your sin couldn't be of use to somebody? Yeah, couldn't be of use to, to the to to the army to the to the world, mm-hmm. and maybe maybe your sin, maybe what you walk through, what what you're walking through right now, maybe that's exactly what you are here for. Yeah, to to put forth your time in, mm-hmm. so you know the language of the land. Yeah, I I heard that list and I agree with you because I was like, well, that's not a sin. But then I then it kind of dawned on me. But those are some things that would disqualify people. Like in their eyes. Hinderings. Yes. Yeah. I can't, God can't use me because mm. I did this. I am this, you know, I, you know, it's not a sin to eat locusts, but people go, God's not going to use that guy. That's a weirdo. Yeah. Like, look at him. He's over there in the corner eating locusts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it, it would, it, in a way it's like, Hey, who's going to do all the bad. Who's taught. Hey, who's telling people about the, you know, the coming Messiah. Oh, that homeless guy over there. Yeah. Like, Oh him. Like, yeah. Like, I yeah. Don't, I don't know. Yeah. You mean like, yeah. Cause I mean, the way to describe him is like, it does sound like he's a homeless person, oh, yeah. you know? And so like that 
to other people would be disqualified, but we see in the scriptures that he was qualified. And so like, are you done? No, you're not done because God's not finished with you yet. Even if people are finished with you, which I'm going to be honest with you, there was a time in my life, if I would have heard this series about pastors who fell, I'd be like, why are we letting him have the pulpit again? You know, and that's just an immature, ignorant believer. But I only say that because I know some of you guys listening probably thought this about this series. I don't like this series. I don't like that we're highlighting sin, hmm. not highlighting sin. We're highlighting the consequences of sin, but that doesn't mean it's final. Like, like, like in the bumper, you know, Pastor Bontaine says, you, you know, failure isn't final, but we love to make it final. We're in, like we, we've talked about, we're in a cancel culture, yeah. you know? And so it's, it's, it's not final. It's not no. the end. It's, you know, it's, and now is, is it immediate rise? No, it's always, never immediate. There's always a time of rebuilding and restoring and restructuring, but it's not final. And so all these people, even the man, which is interesting because he says David had, was a man after God's own heart. That is a great title. Like, you know, if, if, I mean, I think about that. If someone gave me that title, you're a man after God's own heart. I feel like it would be like a, like a, a sign on my car. Hey, Dallas Cox, God, man after God's own heart, you know, quote God, you know, mm-hmm. but this man fell and, and he could easily go, I'm done. I'm no longer a man after God's own heart, but he went after God when his sin was revealed to him. When they said, no, the man I'm talking about is you. He goes to God and we get one of the best um, Psalms was him in his just brokenness going, you know, just going to God and just saying, God, I need, I need you. Yeah. You know, I, I failed, but his failure wasn't final. That's interesting. I think there's a flip side to this coin too. Are you in camp A where you feel like your sin has disqualified you or are you in camp B where you're like, Honestly, I'm kind of like, I'm cool with my sin. Like mm. I, I don't want to leave this place. Yeah. Cause, and I, I get that because I lived there for a long time. Yeah. Like I was like, I don't, I don't need to change this about my life. Cause like, I like this. Yep. <laughs> so why wouldn't I keep doing this? I can yeah. still love God. Right. Yeah. And like, keep doing this. Yep. Um, and you know, again, looking at all of those people in the Bible, what was their life like before with mm. sin? versus after they've repented, started, um, you know, acknowledging God and following his will. Like it's going to be 10,000 times better. Like, can I yeah. just tell you that right oh, now? Like 100%. you think if you give up that thing that you're holding on to, you're going to lose your identity or you're going to be depressed or, you know, gosh, what am I going to do for fun? I can't go out or yep. I can't, <laughs> right? Like, but there's so much, there's so much more to life. And yes. again, I think that's why it's like, we can be Jesus freaks sometimes. Cause like, we just have to talk about it. We're yeah. like, you just, if you would just try it, what do you have to lose? Really? What do you have to lose? What, you know, to follow Jesus, try it out. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to be, I have another illustration, <laughs> but to me, I think sometimes people look at Christianity like diluted Kool-Aid, Ooh. like mm. diluted Kool-Aid. They go like, 
oh, this isn't that good. Like, or or they think, but I think honestly, a life without Jesus is like diluted Kool Aid. So like, so life without Jesus is crystal light. It's crystal. Ooh. There you. Ooh. It's crystal light. I'm not. I'm not trying to hate on crystal light, but I'm just saying. But like, I you <laughs> know you, you know, like you've met that kid who's who all he knew was diluted Kool Aid, and yeah. he went to a friend's house and, and or or like you went over like this like you had no parents during summer break and they're like this ain't Kool Aid. We gotta add some sugar. And then you're like, whoa, this is what Kool-Aid's supposed to taste like. To me, that is like, I believe in God, but I like doing this. Cool. Like, okay, live that diluted Kool-Aid life. But I'm just saying, when you give all to Jesus, like, it's Mm. just, I mean, there's a reason the scripture says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Like, it's (laughs) like, you are like, I am not going back. I am not doing generic anymore. I am, I am a name brand guy now because I tasted and seen the difference. And that's what God (laughs) wants. So he wants you to, he wants you to go like, hey, come to me and you will see a fullness of joy. I am just. You know what people would I feel like people would say to this is like, so you're a Kool-Aid drinker. And it's like like you're drinking the (laughs) Kool-Aid. That's exactly what's going on here. That was Literally not, drinking that Kool-Aid. That was not my intention, but yes, that did happen but in the cult. But we're there, yes. so yeah. Um, <laughs> I wish I would have used another analogy besides Kool-Aid, but that was the first thing that came to my head yeah. was I knew a kid. As soon as he started talking, I just threw the pen. I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> Diluted <laughs> Kool-Aid. <laughs> Diluted Kool-Aid. We're never going to recover from this financially. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, we do diluted lemonade because I've had that too. Yeah, the next take we do of this show, just say lemonade. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, can we cut that out, please? Uh, can we move that? So, but it, it, it what it is is, oh, uh, I'll, yeah. <laughs> but, but honestly, though, it, it let's let's take let's take Kool Aid out of it. Have you ever had generic and name brand? It's just different. It's mm-hmm. it's different. different. You know? Honey O's, get out of here! <laughs> yes, yes. I'm so glad I'm a grown up and I can get, I can yeah. get Lucky Charms it's worth and, the extra and not yeah. and not Pirates Booty. Like, yeah. I, like it's, yeah. whatever. it's worth the extra dollar. Yes, so, it's worth it. Well, I, we're at 45 minutes. This, it feels like a light one. I'll be honest, when I walked into this uh, uh, this series, I I told you guys this a couple weeks yeah. ago. Like, I don't know. I, because Sean is so uh, systematic mm-hmm. that when you pull sound bites, you know his how his storytelling is, how it curves from introduction to body to wrapping it up with a conclusion. Yeah. And I, quite frankly, I, I just don't know with with pastors, with other pastors, it, yeah. it, how how finding sound bites for a show would work. Uh, I think the sound bites were great on yeah. this, but so but I did walk into it being like, I don't know, this might be a quick one, <laughs> right? And, and forty five minutes is a quick one. Uh, I mean, compared to an hour, yeah, yeah. I so so uh, I mean, I think the series, like myself, I'm really excited every week to hear mm-hmm. this because I yes. know. Um, I know the speakers, mm-hmm. uh, well, I know the speakers' names. Yes. I haven't met them, like don't know them, know them, but I know that they're all regarded as uh, phenomenal public speakers. Yes. Yeah. And they're regarded as phenomenal teachers of the word mm-hmm. um, with phenomenal life experiences. And for like, for like me, like if I, if, if I'm going to come to church irregardless on Sunday, mm-hmm. um, wh- why wouldn't I want as many, uh, I don't want to say Ted talks, but as many brilliant presenters as I can to present uh, the word to me. So that's the next few weeks, we're going to get some brilliant presenters and I'm really excited. Like when Bob Goff showed up, like I didn't know who Bob Goff was. I never read his book, but when you Google the name real quick and you're like, Oh, 
And then oh, you watch dang. you watch a 30 second yeah. clip of him. You're like, yeah. oh, we, we're getting a real, we're getting a presenter here. Yeah. You know, when Rabbi Matt, when he showed up, I was stoked for that because I, I was watching his sermons and I'm like, yeah. I know that guy throws down. Yeah. And yeah. so when we get guests like this, like, mm-hmm. um, yeah, the, the, the chew on that sound bites, like the, the, the show didn't open the same way because mm. Sean sets up scriptures yes. sets up a sermon. So the show has a very, but, but that's cool. I'm yes. excited to see what the next four weeks shows are going to be like, what kind of sound bites are we going to pull from, from people that yeah. are telling essentially life experiences. They're telling a life story and wrapping it in how mm-hmm. Christ fixed that. So these might look like different shows yeah. in the coming few, in the coming few weeks, but I'm, I'm for, as the host, I'm really stoked to, to mm-hmm. talk on it. I'm really excited for this week. I know this person. I do too. And it's going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll leave you at that. Yes. <laughs> Megan, do you have anything else to say? No, that All was right. great. I feel like you should go home and take a nap. And, <laughs> I'm going to go sleep. And yeah. drink some Gatorade. <laughs> yeah, probably. So, Gatorade. Yes. Ooh, Gatorade. diluted Gatorade. I don't know. Ooh, know. that would be uh, very, very w- salty. Oh, oh like, the, like the Gatorades that are like low-cal, like the no-sugar. Like, yeah. No, thank no. you. I mean, there's, not, there's not that much sugar in Gatorade to begin with, really? guys. Why are you yeah. cutting it? Why are you cutting it in half? That's actually probably more than you think. I mean, I mean, there's it's a f- like thirty percent of your day sugar. Yeah, in a I mean, I mean, it's, it's like but but like you give me diet Gatorade. It's like, yeah, oh, nah, it's I mean, come on, it's already you're already teetering gross. on the fence of yeah. not not tasting good. So yeah. <laughs> All right. So th- hey, thanks for joining us today uh, for this episode of Chew on That. Hey, if you enjoyed. Um, this episode and think that someone you know may benefit from the topics we discuss. Hey, please share the link to the podcast uh, on your social platforms. We'd also love it if you would rate and review this podcast so that more and more people can be exposed to the life-giving message of Jesus. That is the entire goal of this show. That is the entire goal of Life Church is to just bring as many people as we can uh, to Christ. Yeah, We're going to heaven and we're trying to collect as many people yeah. as possible yep. to get yeah. to come with us. So again, my name is Pastor Keith uh, for Pastor Dallas and Megan. And we say thanks for listening. We can't wait to talk with you next week. Hey, come hungry. Cause next week we're going to chew on that. Yeah. <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs>